0: Beyond the Grave, and welcome to the second annual Party of One Halloween Spectacular. I am your ghostly host, as always, Deathstormer. This week, my victim of choice is my good friend Kenno who joins me for a monster-filled, post-apocalyptic playthrough of Leadfoot Getaway. Leadfoot Getaway is a two-player role-playing game about a single complicated mission in the life of a Pulp Fiction driver. It's about cool car chases, mysterious packages, shadowy threats, and did I mention cool car chases? It is an extremely fun game that I've wanted to feature on the show for a long time and I'm very excited about it. You can find Leadfoot Getaway, as well as dozens of other fascinating micro games in the Indie Mixtape Mega Mix, which is a compilation of music inspired micro games bundled together with proceeds benefiting medical expenses within the game design community. It's good games for good cause. How could it get any better? absolutely check out a link to the Indie Mixtape Megamix in the show notes. Now, a few quick things before we get started. First, a very special thank you to Christopher Burge and to our friends at ShuffleQuest for their support on Patreon. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to back the show on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Backers get access to bonus material, mini-podcasts, and interviews, and Patreon dollars pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, and convention appearances. Hey, speaking of convention appearances... November 2nd through the 5th, that's two days after this episode drops, which I'm freaking out about just a little bit, I'm going to be at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey. Then I'll be in Dayton, Ohio the following weekend for a Catacon. Then I'll be back home in Philly the following weekend for PAX Unplugged. If you're going to be at any of these three conventions, track me down and say hello. I'd love to chat. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down once again with Ken O. Ken? Thanks so much for coming back on Party of One.
1: Oh, I've been looking forward to it. I'm I'm so happy to be here.
0: So, uh, this week, for our Halloween Spooktacular, we are playing a game called Leadfoot Getaway. It is one of the games from the Indie RPG Mega Mix, which was a collection of micro-RPGs uh, released uh, for charity based on song lyrics. This game is Leadfoot Getaway by Graypon, and it is about a driver... Uh, delivering a package, being chased by a threat. And I read this game and I immediately thought of the character you're going to be playing this week, a returning character from the show, uh, Mr. Vic Frankenstein. So why don't you reintroduce us to Vic Frankenstein?
1: Sure. Um, well, the 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 first thing we have to do, and since it definitely ties into Halloween in, in this, this setting, the, the Frankenstein family exists. Yes. They, they, You know, everything happened. They, they built the monsters and all of that. And they continued to exist in into into the New World and, and things like that. So so Vic's descendants were, were in America, his his father and his mother, when the apocalypse happened. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that, of course, is it's it's hard to say what happened, whether you know the earth uh, satellite came too close between the earth and the moon, Thundar style or whatever. But his his family hid away. Um in a mountain compound and he was born there and he, he grew up with a loving family. His his mom might've died a little too soon. Um, but it was still him and his father and, and, and he was, he was Victor Frankenstein and that, and he, those things that you would expect did come with him. You know, he, w- he was taught in the sciences and things like that. And unfortunately the, the, the faithful day comes when a huge Raider group knows that, Hey, there's this, you know, two people hidden up in the mountains with all this crazy tech. And, Victor was killed and his dad been through the apocalypse already lost his wife Went goes a little nutty and uses the Raider parts to rebuild his son. So he's alive, but you can't have all that, uh, evil and and rock and roll and things like that in, in a new body and it not make a difference. So, Victor was suddenly Vic. And while he still had that, that good, you know, sliver of goodness running through him, he also had the wanderlust and, and the love for fast cars and guns and things like that. So as his, his father got older and older, he finally passes. Vic takes all this wreckage from the, these, you know, assaults that have happened on this compound and, and builds together his, his, own hot rod, um, uh, which, uh, he named Elsa. Uh, and he, went off to see the world he'd, he'd spent this whole time in this compound and in in this ruined world he pretty much becomes a courier um he, he you know he doesn't want to be like a do or anything like that it just it keeps happening to him and he, he has that that uh that good moral fiber underneath everything else so he looks scary as all hell he's a big giant guy and he's green and he's got scars all over him um, bolts in the neck. Oh yeah, bolts in the neck. But and you know, um, one of the stats for this is is style, and in, in the character generation in this, and and and, and black leather is an option, but it's, it's not just black leather. It's, it's black leather apocalypse. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the boots go all the way up and they've got giant chunks of metal all over them. And you know, there, there's random bits of armor over Mm -hmm. the leather for who knows what reason, because you know, the the one shoulder is more important than the other for some reason or Mm -hmm. those things. So he, he makes his money taking things back and forth. And you know, his rule is Uh, no passengers, but that of course always gets broken and he ends up, you know, doing something that he doesn't want to for the good of everybody else.
0: Yes. Um, and that is exactly where you find yourself. You know, it is one of these, you know, that's exactly where you find yourself at the start of Leadfoot Getaway. Uh, just as there is always a driver, there is always a passenger, a package and a threat. So, um, we open with you already on the road. You're barreling down one of these old desert streets, right? Real Mad Max. Gotcha. Um, on top of Elsa, there is a massive... Uh, you know, it, it's the almost the length of the car, and it's thick, and it's old, and it's musty. There is... There's no other way to put it. There's a coffin on top of your car. <laughs> and... In the passenger seat, there's a, um, a wormy, shifty-looking, uh, young man in beat-up, patchwork, uh, worn, dusty priest's clothes. He's got the, uh, he's got the, he's got the white collar, and he's got the black shirt, and he's got, like, a jacket on, but it's all patchwork, and there's, like, he's got, yeah, the, the, the jacket's got armored shoulder pads as well, because everyone's got shoulder pads, Um, and he's got, he's got, he's got knee pads. Like, it's, there's armor plating on top of, like, a casual business wear priest's outfit. That's fantastic. And he's, um, he's shifting. You found him, um, the two of you are driving. The sun is starting to set. And he starts, like, grabbing you at the shoulder and saying, You've gotta go! You've gotta go! You've gotta pull over! It's starting to get dark! And then we cut back. And we see... You're driving, you're barreling down the road in between, in between jobs, and you see this man dragging this coffin. Terror in his eyes. Uh, You pick him up. You know, why do, let me ask you this. Uh, One of the questions is, why do you take the job? Why do you pick him up? So,
1: um, and I... I looked at everything on there and good business was, was one of those reasons. And of course that's what he tells himself. This is, mm-hmm. this is good business. And then immediately it's dot, dot, dot really. Cause it's the right thing to do. Like it, the, the lie yep. is it's, he's in it for the money. Yep. He's not.
0: So, yeah, I think he sees your, I think, uh I think the priest sees your car and starts waving down a handful of like, of old, of like scrap, you know, like old pre <laughs> pre war money. And he starts waving you down. You pull over he the, you to the two of you load the coffin on top of the car and it's heavy. Like it's definitely not empty, right? We all know that there's <laughs> something inside the coffin and he's he loads it up and he starts telling you his story. And he says he says his name is uh his name is Father Barry. He is he was part of an old order, a religious order. Um a a religious order that Lived long, like, uh, the legacy pat law. The legacy stretched long before the apocalypse, and mm-hmm. we had hoped that the legacy would stretch on until a new civilization rose. We prayed as such because we knew our purpose was too important. We were an order devoted to protecting that which must never fall into the wrong hands. And he kind of, as he's telling you this, as you're driving, he looks up. Uh, he looks right past the roof of your car. And he, and he starts to like, he grabs a, a, a dirty handkerchief from his, like, from his pocket and he starts dabbing at his forehead because he's starting to sweat and get anxious. Oh geez. And he's like, we've, we've protected this relic for generations, thousands of years, Mr. Vic. We have protected it for thousands of years. Until... Until they came. Uh, I couldn't call them a mob, because that's too... They were more organized than a mob, but not as organized as a military. They were just a, a well-armed gang. They ransacked our monastery. They, they robbed us, and they tried to take him. It. They tried to take it. And... We... I was the only one that survived, and I fled, and I took it, I took it with me, and here I am, and I'm just trying to get, there's rumors that there's another monastery somewhere, and I just need to get there, and if you can take me, we can repay you, we don't have, I'm sure, I'm sure they don't have much, but we can find a way to repay you, and more importantly, you will be keeping... His face gets real grim. A dark shadow from casting over this world. There's enough suffering in this world, and that which we protect cannot be allowed out into the world once again. So, so instantly,
1: that that's all hitting like way too close to home. You know, monastery, practically well armed raiders type situation. Um, so he. He already knows that. Yeah, I, I'm helping this guy, but in in the car, he he's just like shakes a finger as he as he's driving. It's like this reward better be worth it, Padre.
0: I I promise you that the rewards, both material and immaterial, will be worth it for every person left on this blasted earth. And whoever you are driving, you're driving. You don't really know where, Uh, but soon enough, um, you know, you drive for a while and it's not long before you see shapes in your rearview mirror. At first, it seems like just a biker gang, you know, you've, you've dodged a few of these before, but then you start seeing that a lot of the bikers are wearing shrouds and plague doctor masks (laughs) and long like almost opera gloves like those full-length gloves on the and they're on motorcycles and dune buggies and all of that mad max shit
1: oh that's amazing
0: and now we begin the game proper so uh the way that Leadfoot getaway works is uh i have laid out it uses a deck of cards and a and a number of 10-sided dice i have laid out seven cards face down I'm going to flip them over one by one and describe a beat of the chase. As these bikers try to overtake you, then you're going to describe how you overcome the obstacle in front of you and roll a number of dice based on one of your four stats. Those four stats are hammer, how fast your car's engine is, wheels, how precise your brakes and handling are for stunts, uh, steel, how tough and armored your frame is, and style, how cool and high-tech your systems are. So, with that... I'm ready to kickstart this chase. Yes, let's do it. So I flipped over the six of spades. Uh, spades in Leadfoot Getaway are threats. This is where the threat, the biker gang, directly attacks you. And a six to ten is dangerous. So um, what happens is um, you're ducking and weaving among bikers when you see that they pull up uh, an eighteen, like a like an armored. I'm gonna say an armored car, one of like the smaller armored cars. And it's got, um, it's got spikes on it. They've clearly intended to just ram you off the road and take you out by force. <laughs> All right. So how do you evade this direct attack?
1: Okay. So um, that now, uh, just to make sure, I'm going to pick one of my attributes and then roll the yep. number of dice that I've put in that, that attribute. Um, yes. Okay. Um, so they went armored. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go on style. Now, even though this is a very like car rider centric, you know, and, and we talked about, Oh, everything's built on this. I only put two points in style and each, each style point. Um, and this is technically a, a, a cool gadget or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elsa doesn't really have a lot of cool things, but she, what she has, um, are, 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 are definitely deadly. Cause we have a Ram prow and we have two machine guns on, on the hood. So, um, seeing another armored spiked vehicle, uh, take that kind of as a challenge. So, um, mm-hmm. hits the brakes a little bit, sh- lets it shoot a little forward and, and then is just going to uh, hit it with the Ram off the
0: road. All right. So you roll, uh, you're going to roll 2d10 mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me how many of those, uh, are higher than the number six. Alrighty.
1: I got a six and a two.
0: Okay. Uh, one success. You clear the card. Uh, flip it face down. You have overcome your first threat. Yeah. You um you actually punch through it <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> uh, you punch through it and there's it, it spins out and it topples over. And Elsa, like you hit a ramp at just the right moment and just dunk in one side out the other and like it is toppled over the the bikers are scrambling when a jack of hearts mm. jacks do interesting things ooh the road the road goes onto a bridge into a tunnel or out of the open landscape and a heart is a stunt where you can go over or through things <laughs> so i think what happens is um there's definitely, oh, there's definitely a, uh, a canyon or a ravine that you're sort of hurtling towards. And then, like, you, ca- and then, like, on the other side of it, because, like, now you're starting to get into mountains. Right. There's definitely, like, narrow past narrow pathways through the mountains. They're starting to, they're starting to, so, uh, are you going to jump it? Are you going to turn around and take on, take on more of the bikers? What do you do?
1: Um, you know, I I think we can build up enough speed, and, um...
0: Now, the interesting thing about face cards in Leadfoot Getaway is you can't take them away by dice. They simply always stay face up, and they always cause a cool thing to happen. So, what happens here is... You, um, you hit, you hit the jump, right? A bunch of them come, come, uh, a bunch of the bikers come with you. Several of them don't make the jump, but... A few of them do, and it's when you get to the other side that you start to hear, uh, you start to hear a distinct, uh, chopping noise from above you. Oh, jeez. It seems like they may have invested in a few gyrocopters. <laughs> uh, I've drawn, I flipped over the seven of spades, which is a hazard. Okay. So yeah, you hear the gyrocopters above, but the main concern right now is that like you've got to keep your eyes on the road, because you're because like you're in this you're in this mountain pass, and there's a lot of like jagged out jagged rock outcroppings, and you know there's always the threat of a crevasse that you could fall into. You've got to be ready. Right. So how are you how are you handling your way through this uh, this mountain pass?
1: Um, we're gonna go with uh steel I, I I know that you know I've got reinforcements where they're needed. Um, you know we'll, we'll we'll knock some of the debris off the ram prowl and and we'll just kind of muscle our way through a bunch of this. Um, keep an eye on the the chains holding the coffin to the car so we're not losing anything.
0: And seven eight five. Okay, two successes. Two or more successes. Yeah. Um, so you get to keep an awesome token. These will let you do cool things and, uh, re some dice, do, uh, add some extra, some extra effects as we play. They're cool to awesome. have. So you get an awesome token. Um, and I think what happens is, uh, we get a shot of the, the, a crevasse opens up in front of you and you just, like, hit it. You hit, you hit the gas and like, there's kind of a, uh, you hit the gas and it looks like you're going to drive right into a wall, but it's the same kind of thing as with the armored car earlier. You punch through it with the Ram and now you're in a cave, <laughs> one of these big hidden caves, right? You've basically, you have basically found a, a secret, you know, one of the secret areas in like, a in like a Mario Kart, Right.
1: H- in that secret. That's basically uh, where you're at. Shortcut. Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to flip that card over. Which is good, because you always want to be flipping over your... uh, You always want to be flipping over black cards. And we'll figure... uh, Which I will explain why when we get to the end of the chase scene. But for now, I've drawn the Eight of Diamonds. Uh, Diamond is a straightaway. So yeah, you're in this big, long tunnel, right? It looks like it might have been... Uh, a tunnel through the mountain, like in the early, like in the old days, in the pre-war days. It looks like it might have been one of those man-made tunnels, almost like a turnpike nice. tunnel. uh The bikers are coming behind you. You you no longer hear the gyrocopters. You have to imagine that they've they're trying to go around the mountain, but they've got to go the long right. way. Yeah. That there's I'm gonna say like three or four bikers still left on you. You know, there's like a dune buggy, two motorcycles. And you see a big jeep right in the back and it's got a mini gut on top. But it's a tight tunnel. so you've got a little bit of freedom to do what you do what you want to do.
1: All right. Um, well we, we said straight away, so um, I, I think that one's is put the hammer down. just just floor it as as fast as possible.
0: All right, you've got you want to roll uh, higher you want to roll an eight or higher? tell me the eights or higher. All
1: right. we're gonna do uh, we're trying for hammer here, four dice. I got a, a 10, three, 5, and 7, so 1.
0: All right, 1 success is all you need. The red cards we want to keep face up, so your 1 success keeps the card face up. We move on to the next challenge. You tear out of the straightaway. They are starting to fade away in uh, on the horizon, except a 6 of hearts. A heart is a right. stun. Okay, yeah. There is. Uh, this was definitely an old turnpike. You know this because you're now on like what looks like a really developed road. However, the problem is it's a really hard turn. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a metal guardrail that's like rusted but still there, and it kind of just um, there's a steep drop below as it kind of turns off to the right, so you could hang on the road or you could punch through the guardrail and see where you land.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to guess, you know, we, we just came from just, just flat out running the engine as fast as I can. Uh, and Elsa's, you know, built on chassis and suspensions of, of old muscle cars, a, a tight turn just probably isn't going to happen. So, um, All right. when, it, when I see the, see it, I, I just, uh, Vic puts one arm, you know, kinda in front of the, the the, priest and just says hold on a second and just hits it even harder again and, and just to, to
0: fly through it. Uh give me a roll you want to get higher than a All six. Right.
1: Um I got a nine and eight, a six, and one on the floor, so three. So
0: three. Okay. So for each of those, so you've got your success. You keep the, you keep the, the red card face up. You've got, you, you, you punch through the guardrail. Uh, the two motorcycles hit the guardrail and get, and they get sent tumbling over. Uh, the Jeep has to, has to hit the brakes and stop. So you've got your success. Now you've got two other dice. You can decide to take awesome tokens. Or you can keep those, or you can add those dice to your next roll. And I'll tell you what your next roll is before uh, I give it to you. Before you choose. Um, Your next roll is going to be an eight of spades, which is perfect because uh, you're in the air for a long time. (laughs) You're in the air as you're like floating through the air. Then you hear the whirring again and see like the three gyrocopters starting to surround you and you know that they're pretty much gonna be like in firing position the second you hit the ground. Oh,
1: oh so um this is this is beautiful then. I'm I'm gonna keep the two nines, right? Um, okay. and I'm gonna use style on this so while I'm in the air, it actually just gave me the the perfect opportunity. Normally Else's guns are mounted on the hood. They're, they're, they're pretty much fixed points, so I have to have my nose pointing at whatever I'm shooting at. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in the air, and gyrocopters are in the air, so I just open up with the machine guns while flying through the air. And uh, All right,
0: give me, that, give me that style roll you want to get well, at eight. That,
1: I, I'm going to keep those two nines, so then do I still roll the oh, two, so you, or do I yeah. just take those as the two?
0: Uh, you roll two, and then so oh, you're going nice. to roll four.
1: So, um, yeah, it'd be those two successes then.
0: Okay. Uh, so you get, uh, yeah, you, um, you light up the two, you light up the two, uh, two of the three gyrocopters right in front (laughs) of you, right? They just, the, you punch them, you just knock them out of the air and you watch, you watch these two, uh, you watch these two, uh, plague doctor looking dudes. You watch these two play Doctor Jude's uh fall, but they kind of fall slowly, oh. if that makes sense. They don't seem to fall they don't seem to fall in the way that uh you would think people would fall to their Rabbit. death. They kind of just float to the ground. Uh Elsa crashes to the ground, and we flip over our last card. Ooh, a jack of clubs. Uh so uh as established, a jack is the road goes onto a bridge, into a tunnel, or out into the open landscape. So you're out on the open landscape, right. right? But it's a hazard, and the hazard is this is where we this is where we finally flash all the way back to that first scene. The hazard is absolutely that the sun is setting, and Barry's like, "We can't be out at night. We can't be out at night. You have to find cover. You have to be indoors. We have to be indoors at night." <laughs>
1: Oh, no. Um, you know, I, 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 I kind of gruffly back. It's like, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of options for indoors if you haven't noticed, father.
0: So we so we're at the end of the chase, right? You've you've left behind the plague doctors. You've left behind the gyrocopters. The Jeep is sort of watching you from up on the hill. Everything seems quiet. The sun is starting to set, though. There's sort of a tension in the air as you're watching the sun just slowly disappear. Uh, now we look back at the cards mm-hmm. that we've got And we'd say where you okay. end up Where you end up at the end of the chase Um, So right now you have the jack of hearts The eight of diamonds The six of hearts And the jack of clubs Which means there's more red cards than black cards But they're not all mm-hmm. red So you end up at a okay. hideout Where are you hiding out?
1: So we, 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 we've gone off the interstate um, and, uh, you know, so so we, we, we got to think of, you know, what would be around in, in that situation. So um, I, I can only think that we're in a like the remains of an old like Cracker Barrel or something like that. Just ridiculous, you know.
0: OK, that's perfect. Yeah. Yep, it's an, it is specifically an old Cracker Barrel. Uh, there's a lot of, like, people have left behind a lot of, like, weird, old from, a lot of the weird old Cracker Barrel store yeah. <laughs> stuff.
1: We're, we're, we're set if we need to play, you know, Giant Checkers or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of brain teasers with the little pegs, but a lot of the pegs are missing. And um, you've loaded the coffin into the Cracker Barrel. Barry's just sitting there. And you didn't realize this. You didn't know that he had this, but he's just sitting there with a gun pointed at the coffin.
1: Kinda, you know, raise an eyebrow at him and uh, walk in the perimeter, making sure you know that that we're 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 decent, that there's no other squatters or anything there at you know while we're while we're held up there, and um, look over at Barry and be like, so. Uh, I think we should probably talk about the guys chasing you, huh?
0: When they attacked the monastery, they were there were just bikers. But it seems that there is something more sinister afoot. It seems that they know what they stumbled upon, and something from the shadows is conj- is conjuring some kind of an army or force, or rallying the bikers of this twisted hellscape to take him, to take it away from me. From us. To put it, to put him, it, in the wrong hands.
1: sweat so following us? It didn't fall like a human, Father.
0: I... I don't think that they are. I think you're exactly right in your assessment, Vic. I fear that we are being hunted by... And he stops for a second. You may find this hard to believe, but there are... The monster stories of the world before? Not all of them were fiction.
1: Kind of, you know, hold hold the inner smirk, but... um but I'm, it, it's also, even though I know, like, obviously my family's story is is, is real, and, and it's monstrous, it's at least based on, like, a science. So we, we, other things like that, you know, we start getting into the, we haven't really hit anything supernatural outside of that. So that's a little, like, there, there's still some doubt in there, but th- there's got to be a reason why, right? Like, there's got to be a science behind what, what, what he's about to say.
0: It's i i see the i see the skepticism in your eyes and i don't i am no scientist i know not the answers to why alfie he he doesn't have a name it is just it he is not a man he is a monster i don't know how he lived for as i don't know how he lived for as long as he did i don't know how he lived off of the blood of other people, but he did, and he lived, and we killed him. But he never stayed dead. So we had, so my order watched him for 3,000 years. Until these bikers... Ransack the monastery, seemingly, no, not seemingly, surely now, at the behest of some sort of vampire army. I don't have a better way to describe it. So, in that
1: box, is a 3,000-year-old vampire?
0: Yes, in that box... In that box is the sacred. Is the is the. In that box is the vampire lord that I, Father Franklin Barry, have sworn to protect and sworn to keep dead. In that box is the body of the dread lich of the original colonies, the American colonies. In that box is the body of Lord Alfred Chocula.
1: build up was so good. Uh, <laughs> I let it all sink in for a moment because it's a lot.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a lot going on.
1: Well father, let, let let's take just a moment to uh look exactly where we are and I and I like toss, you know, like a a a, a stuffed uh um scarecrow, you know, like candle holder over my shoulder, like from one of the shelves. You've got an army of something that ain't quite human chasing us across the middle of nowhere. You have a vampire in a box and you don't really know where you want to put it.
0: We, the Barry clan spread across the remains of North America, guarding these sorts of arcane monstrosities and relics and things that could not... that could cast the world into shadow, which, and he looks around and starts laughing a little bit, (laughs) is ridiculous when the world is already on fire. But... The best that we can do is make is keep things from getting worse sometimes when things are bad the best you can hope for is that they don't get worse and that's what we do so I don't do I know exactly where we're going no but I have and he pulls out uh, an old withered it's a notebook, like a binder, and the pages in it are yellowed, and some of them are, like, held in with those plastic, uh, right. like, paper guards, and some of them are are binded in. And some of it's, like, papyrus, and some of it is old parchment. It is, a, it is an old, like, Necronomicon-looking motherfucker. And he starts flipping through it. I have the locations of every monastery that we had, that we established— if we can get to just one of them, then maybe, maybe there will be people in it that we can lock this away safely once again. And if we don't, then we live in the age of the vampire.
1: Settle into uh, one of the uh, you know uh, army of of rocking chairs around the restaurant. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, kind of stare at the coffin for a little bit and, uh, I'll take you to the first monastery. Um, you know, I'll, I owe you that much, pick you up. Uh, once we get there, then, then, then we'll see what, what happens next, but no promises past the first monastery.
0: He gives himself the cross and he says, thank you. Thank you, Vic. I I hope that we will have to go no further than the first monastery and if we do then I will not expect you to give any more if 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 the first monastery is burned out I will find another way to the second you will have done your part and you will have helped preserve this world to preserve what little safety exists left in this world we we should leave in the morning.
1: Yeah, get, get get some rest. We'll head out at first light. We'll probably be skipping breakfast.
0: And, uh, that is the end of our character scene. Now, um, how many awesome tokens do you have?
1: Uh, I have one. Okay. Because I kept the other, uh... The other, or, or uh, because I kept dice on the other time.
0: Okay, cool. Um, because you have, the, you have the option when you're at a hideout to increase one of your stats by spending three awesome tokens, so I didn't know if you had three or not. Um... So, uh, now you get to choose where we're headed next. Are we headed towards the drop, which is the final uh, destination? Are we headed towards a haven, which is another one of these, like, uh, safekeeping spots? Or are we headed towards a safe zone, which cannot be a haven, but is at least somewhere else free from the threat? Uh, each mm. of these determines the the number of cards, the amount of difficulty that you're going to face. A safe zone, I deal out five cards. A haven, seven the drop nine, uh, this but and then the safe zone is just you're free from danger. The haven will unlock certain abilities uh, at the completion of the scene. Maybe a character scene. Maybe you'll be able to improve your stats. And the drop, if you get there safely, uh, is you've won.
1: I'd like to do haven because it looks like that's a good way to possibly get um, some upgrades before.
0: Okay, then yeah, let's to, do... Trying to, to get the drop. That sounds great. Let's do Haven and then a drop.
1: Yep, I think that that works.
0: Perfect. Okay, then I'm going to deal out seven cards face down. You leave at first light. Uh, you don't skip breakfast because... <laughs> uh, there's nothing quite like a Cracker Barrel breakfast. It's really just <laughs> the finest taste of American... Uh, homestyle American cuisine. All at affordable prices, though technically... Uh, In the post-apocalyptic wasteland, that affordable price is free.
1: (laughs) The most unlikeliest of sponsors for Party of One Podcast, Cracker Barrel.
0: (laughs) This episode brought to you by Cracker Barrel. Um, Try their special uh, Halloween breakfast. It's probably a thing. It's probably pumpkin-flavored. It's probably delicious. Okay, I've laid out seven cards. Yeah, you leave at first light. You leave after breakfast, and... Sure enough, like, it's quiet at first. Almost too quiet. Uh, you're watching the sun rise. It's just breaking over. It's just, like, fully breaking over the horizon, right? Like, you're just seeing the whole sun. And you make it maybe an hour, maybe 2 Mm-hmm. And it seems like this actually might not be the toughest ride. And then, as I flip a card... You see the shapes again. This time, there's more of them. But they're in the distance. It seems like they seems like they took some time to regroup and are coming at you now that you're on the road. They didn't want to try against a fortified space. But now that you're on the road, right. you see a lot more bikes. A lot more cars. More of these gyrocopters. Everybody still wear... Well, not everyone. You see more of these plague doctors, but you also just see bikers just more of uh-huh. just like this kind of biker gang a lot like uh barry was describing and you see a few like uh ca- a few tr- uh, pickup trucks with people uh with uh like pe- kind of like war boy looking dudes like shirtless dudes shirtless <laughs> right. scrawny dudes in blue in very specifically blue jeans and they're kind of like hopping and they're like you you watch a few of them kind of like start to hop out of the truck and somebody grabs them by the scruff of their neck <laughs> uh, make your so right now you've got a little bit of space on them you've got a little freedom to engage or evade or do whatever you want to do how are you going to dodge this threat um, you only need yeah. to get higher than three
1: right so this is uh, open road uh, definitely time uh, You know, while I still have time to maneuver is I think try to get as much space in between them and us so I'm just going to hammer this one and, and see what I can get for that so, um, 10, 9, 8, 1, so that's three successes.
0: That's three successes, so, uh, you can take two awesome tokens or add two dice to your next roll.
1: Um, I'm gonna take two awesome tokens.
0: Alright, I'm gonna flip over this card, flip the next card. Ooh, the Queen of Clubs! Something interesting happens. <laughs> oh, very good, um... So you're driving and you see uh, in front of you gyrocopters and you start passing by you you're you're in the cracker barrel so you're in one of these like roadside pit stop towns right Right and uh they start throwing uh they start throwing their their, their Molotov cocktails and a few of them hit just as you're starting to pass a gas station. Because the result on a queen is that there is a giant fiery explosion. (laughs) So uh, Elsa gets knocked and flips, and suddenly, like, all that momentum and speed that you've got, like, you're suddenly sitting still, and the gyrocopters are coming, the, the, the cars are coming. Everyone is starting to converge on your location as... a two of clubs... Yeah, everyone's starting to converge on your location. You're on one of these long stretches of roads where there's like fast food places and gas stations. As you kind of like start to make your way back towards a highway, what do you do?
1: Um, we are. We're just going to. Uh, th- they've pretty much caught up. We're we're gonna ram through. We're gonna use steel um, and, and just roll over as many bikes and, and push vehicles out of the way as possible.
0: Okay. You just want to get two or better. Don't fuck it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, seven, seven, three. So that's two successes.
0: successes. Uh, two awesome tokens, or add two dice to your next roll.
1: Um, I'm gonna go two more awesome
0: tokens. Okay. Yeah, you. Uh. You you end up you end up facing the opposite direction that you were facing in. So you just literally hit the gas. And, like, knock knock a few bikers out. Like, one of these pickup trucks spins out. Oh, good. I got a nine of clubs. This is very good. Because this sets up exactly what happens next. <laughs> um, you knock... One of these pickup trucks goes spinning. And these uh, war boys hop out of it. And as soon as they're out of it, in your rearview mirror, you see the change start to happen. They uh, they start bulking up. Their their pale white skin starts to turn furry and brown. Faces elongate into massive jaws. Now you're evading some genuine wolfman. They're growing, seven eight feet like they're they're huge they're gigantic these things are behemoths as they bum rush you what do you do
1: well th- th- there's definitely a, m- a moment of, of just shock Uh, uh, you know, jaw drops. We've at this point run across like radioactive mutants and and, and some giant animals before, but full on, you know, werewolves at this point is, is out of his wheelhouse. So it's a, it's, it's definitely a shock. Um, (laughs)
0: Let's
1: see. uh, I'm going to probably say first instincts to floor it and get, try to outrun and and we'll see what happens.
0: Give me a hammer roll. You want to get nines or tens?
1: Yeah, that's a rough one. I I have uh 51810, so I have one success on this.
0: All right, you do flip the card. You are successful, you make ground because they're on they're still on foot. Like they're wolfmen. They are supernaturally quick and quick and agile and powerful, but you're still in a car. Car still outruns wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, now you're, you're, you're driving, you're outrunning them, and then you see the jeep with the minigun on the horizon. Which is appropriate, because I just flipped the ten of, the ten of spades, so the threat is attacking you. So, yeah, you see that jeep, that jeep come up over the horizon, like, finally catching up to you. And they aim their minigun at you.
1: Oh, that's rough. Uh, What do you do?
0: uh,
1: Um... There's a bunch of, uh, of downshifts and, and breaks and, and pretty much trying to get um, pieces of random cover and, and putting the, the more reinforced plating between me and, and where they're able to shoot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to kind of just soak through this and, and get myself clear uh, with steel. Um, All right. That's a tough one. Yeah, seven, six, four. So no successes on that one.
0: Now, you can spend uh, one awesome token to re-roll all of your dice, or you can spend three awesome tokens to swerve through and just flip that card outright. Or you can hold on to it and just keep that card flipped, or keep that card face-up.
1: Uh, let's see, I got five awesome tokens, and um, I'll, I'll spend three and okay. s- and flip that card... And uh, that'll leave me at two.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, you you flip you 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 spin you put you put the armor plating between you and the minigun, but it still like flips you backwards, right? Right. Like it still like pushes. It's pushing the car back. It's pushing the car back. Um, and but the nice thing is that uh, as it's doing that, they start to lose control of the minigun, right? They start spraying it in all directions. Because it's a minigun, and this isn't exactly like a trained military (laughs) professional. So the minigun starts going wild, and it basically slices a couple of the gyrocopters in two. Nice. And causes a second fiery explosion. (laughs) The sky, it's fireworks in the air as gyrocopters are going up. The minigun is spraying bullets in every single direction. Final card is the King of Hearts. Just
1: nailing all the face cards on this one.
0: Uh, That means something, that means, I believe, yes, a rival driver enters the mix. (laughs) Uh, So the Jeep is spinning out, right? Right. And, hmm, who I want the rival driver to be? Okay, yeah, it is, um, the Jeep is spinning out, the minigun is spinning, the Jeep is spinning with it, and suddenly, uh, it like... The bullets run out, so it kind of spins, and the back doors of the jeep open, and... Hmm. Okay, yeah. Just, uh, one of these plague doctors, clad all in red, as opposed to everyone else in black... Okay. ...starts floating out of the back of the car. And starts... ...floating at you. Um... He actually he he touches down. He's in the, all this red plague doctor outfit, and he just points at you. But like everything is scattered, and everything is scattered. Everyone is like reeling, and you're able to like swerve out and drive off. Okay, but he just watches you. And you see him just watching you as he fades.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah eyes, eyes don't come off the rear view at that point. That, that, that's mm-hmm. creepy. And, and and flying guy, too, on top of that. But, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so that's the end of the chase. This, uh... You seem to have met the gang leader. This vampire lord attempting to... Conjure... Lord Count Chocula... Um, so now we survey where you end up as you kind of scramble out, out of this like roadside town, right? You've got three cards face up because face cards can never be flipped. Mm-hmm. The only cards you have face up now are your three face cards, which are unfortunately two black and a red, Right. which means you end up in a bad turf. <laughs> You're driving for a while. You drive, you, you hit the highway you drive for a while, but um it takes a little like you drive for a little while, you it feels like you're safe, and then suddenly uh suddenly it's thump! Bump, 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 Shit. Something knocked out a tire.
1: Oh
0: okay. You you look around and you don't see and then you see that there were spike there was like a spike pad on the road. Then you almost, you're, like, driving, you almost pull over, and then you see uh, another one of these spike traps that you almost, like, and you realize you're, all, you're in some sort of, like, trap field, right? Oh, jeez, okay. Somebody has set up a series of complicated traps. Like, you see uh, a little bit ahead of you is, like, razor wire put about at, like, chest level. <laughs> that if you'd have driven straight through, would have been a bad scene. Uh, and it's things like that. There's just traps around, and you realize somebody has rigged up this entire thing with traps. They're not. It's not like sophisticated. It just looks like somebody. This is somebody's scheme, right? right. Like this doesn't look as organized as the as the other as the other army. So now I'm going to draw three cards. You pull over, and you step out of the car. You're looking. You're starting to change the tire when from. Behind you, you hear wheel like uh pedals squeaking
1: okay I look around hand you know goes from the 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 tools to to the pistol just ready
0: it is uh you turn around just in time to see uh a clown. <laughs> In a little tuxedo, <laughs> riding a little, riding like a an adult-sized tricycle towards you. <laughs> so now the way this works um, is when you encounter a turf lord, I flip three cards. Right. Or, yeah, I flip three cards one at a time, just as I do on the road. Uh, they represent different things that I'll go into, and you have to, you can try to overcome them, just like you would for the just like you would on the road except the way that you do this is you have to spend uh you have to spend awesome tokens in order to overcome things okay yeah so every awesome token you spend is a single dice so it'll be difficult you might not get to flip over all of the cards and you kind of have to decide when you want to spend your dice gotcha uh so right now i flipped over the seven of clubs clubs in or no sorry I flipped over the seven of spades. Spades, here are threats. So this Turf Lord, the clown, leans in and says to you, I see you have ridden into my funhouse of traps. You're free to leave if you can escape. (laughs) I accept negotiation, but I doubt you have anything I'm interested in.
1: Yeah, we don't have much of value right now and uh I don't think we have a whole lot you'd want us sticking around here with either should probably just let us move on'm not gonna roll on the seven uh, I'm gonna see if okay. I can get some better odds for that
0: okay I've got a five of hearts um hearts here are compliments okay uh so he he kind of uh he hears he he looks at you and he says I observed your driving earlier. I I think that what you have to offer is entertainment. I think that I have grown somewhat bored of less skilled drivers navigating my obstacle course. My lethal obstacle course? <laughs> Yes, it is quite lethal. I suspect someone with your skill should navigate it quite fine. Alright. Um Do I
1: need to roll on the Reds or are we just okay on the Reds?
0: Uh I don't think you need to roll on the Reds. So yeah, so he says that, and he um and my last card was the ace of was the ace of hearts. Right. So it's another compliment. So what he actually says is Yes, uh. Go, I will offer you no quarrel, but you will have to navigate the road. You'll notice that your car has already been repaired, and you turn around, and sure enough, that tire's fixed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Good luck! And. May I say, in advance, rest in peace. <laughs> and just starts riding away. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, I look around again, because certainly one of the more surreal things, a um, uh, clown in the middle of nowhere in, in full of death traps, and slide back into the car and, and uh, look over at the priest and, and just be like, you keep some real interesting company, Barry.
0: <laughs> This one's not me. I have no idea what this was. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little uncomfortable myself and would like to leave.
1: Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, very carefully start wandering uh, back through his, his maze of of lethal booby traps.
0: And with that, I think we're going to kickstart our last chase scene. All right, because I think this is a good place to start the chase scene is having to like navigate through death traps. <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna draw out so for the drop i draw out nine cards at the end of this chase you get to the monastery and hopefully you find somewhere where you can store the body of count alfred right so we're kicked now we start our final chase I've drawn out nine cards. This plays out exactly the same as before. Uh, We start the scene. You are in this maze of death traps. There's razor wire. There's landmines. All manner of, like, makeshift death traps that you have to avoid. And sure enough, as you start to do that, you look in the rearview mirror. And there he is. Just watching. Points a single finger at you. You have a feeling that a lot more... Your friend in the your friend in the red plague mask is here, and you have a feeling that a lot more people are gonna come right. with him.
1: now, now he's all just flying, right? Not even. He's just
0: floating on <laughs> floating over the ground. So I'm gonna flip my first right. card, diamonds. Is, I drew the ten of diamonds. Diamonds are straightaways. So what? So I think what happens is he points a finger at you and like a half dozen motorcycles, including one that seems to go through him, and he just sort of like floats like fabric on the wind. And they're barreling towards you, but you've been driving through this field of death traps. You're on the other right. side. You've got open road ahead of you. They've got to navigate death traps. What do you do? Um,
1: you know, um, give it that look for a minute as I, I see just the oncoming horde and a, a, a glance at the open road ahead of us. And just uh, squeal tires and pedal to the floor and, and dropping the hammer down as, as as quickly as possible.
0: You want to get tens. Uh, that was a great roll, but it
1: was not a ten. So that was eight seven seven three.
0: Okay, you can re-roll your dice for an awesome token, or we can flip over this uh, red card.
1: Um. I got four on it, so I'll, I'll, I'll use one, one token and reroll. Let's see if I get anything. Uh, ten eight eight two. So I did get one
0: success. Okay. The car stays. Yeah, you um a few of them. One of the car, one of the motorcycles hits a landmine right off the bat, and it sends like two more of them tumbling over the side of this freeway. Um, you look back and the man in red is gone. That's not good, no, right? No,
1: that's not good.
0: But you've got the road ahead of you. You've got, you're, you're, you're keeping, you're keeping pace. You've got the road ahead of you. They seem to be having a lot of trouble with this, uh, maze of death traps. A four of clubs. Clubs are hazards. So yeah, they seem to be having a lot of trouble with this maze of death traps. But here's the thing. Hold on, let me get in let me get in character for this. Do you know what the ultimate death trap is? It is the moment when you think you're safe. And then 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 the real game <laughs> begins. <laughs> so yeah, you 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 start driving and then um then you see a whole row of spike traps come up to like knock out your tires and yeah, what do you do? Uh,
1: we're, we're gonna we're gonna muscle through um, and go off road for a moment and, and just shoot through whatever debris is on the side of the road to get around the spikes and, and then jump back onto the road. So I'm gonna pop that one on steel.
0: You want to get higher than a four. All right,
1: uh, I got five, five, six. So I did get three on that.
0: Okay, so you can take two awesome tokens, or you can add two dice to your next roll.
1: We're gonna go back with us to get some awesome tokens here.
0: All right. So uh, the next draw, you do that. You you do that. Like you you uh, you punch through the the spike traps, right? <laughs> It's, everything seems right like it's okay. Traps. And, uh, yep, right into more traps, because I drew the ten of clubs, which means that, uh, there's one final trap, right? You you start driving, and you see, from both sides, logs. And they're gonna hit right as you pass, right as you pass under them, at the speed that you're, at the speed that you had to go to, like, to serve, to get past the spike traps. You're gonna it's gonna be a dead-on collision it's both sides crushed under this log trap what do you do
1: uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to outrun it um, I, I, I see it coming uh, and right. uh, I, I don't have a, a whole lot of great chances on that but I'm gonna just I, I grip the wheel even tighter you know slam slam the gas down and I, I got 110 10 7, seven seven yeah
0: that's all it takes that's all it takes. Um, yeah, that's all it takes. You, uh, you hit the gas. We get a little bit of that Batman effect where a little bit of fire <laughs> comes out of your tailpipe. And you're just, and you're just gone. It's just like, boom! The Back to the Future flame strips are on the road. You And you pass right by them. And even though you, even though you are driving, even though you're in the car, even though you're barreling at 100 miles an hour, you hear... <laughs> well done. Happy travels. Congratulations.
1: Just, uh, uh, you know, hate him but respect it. Just put a, uh, a hand out the window and you know, <laughs> like two fingers and and uh, a quick wave, and just keep going, and hoping that more of these guys get eaten up by whatever he had on the road.
0: They are, they are, they are, they are suffering, and it seems like you might be okay. It seems that way. And then, wind starts twirling. Sand, that's weird. I guess it's not that weird. Sand starts twirling. This is a real weird time for a sandstorm, but that's exactly what you seem to be caught in.
1: Uh, you quickly get all the, 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 windows sealed up, um, um, br- brace the car, um, you know, so, so I, I'm not gonna get like flipped by like super heavy winds or anything strange kind of look over, you know, uh, out all the windows. Cause obviously I'm worried about something coming up in, in the sand, but, uh, I'm going to steal, um, just weather this one out with steel. Right. and um 754 so i got 3 successes on that great
0: one. that's 3 successes uh which is which is which makes sense you only needed to roll a 3 but um so you get two more awesome tokens or you can add two dice to your next roll what you see though is you're watching the sandstorm and it seems after a moment you, this you, the wind the whole day's got to right. be playing tricks on you you can't see a face in that sand right that's ridiculous <laughs>
1: I'm going to keep two dice. Uh, I think I might get... I think I might need those.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, A few cars start to uh, get through the maze. And more importantly, a few gyrocopters. They start descending. Um, And the face in the sand, it sort of like begins swirling and it throws itself at you with all that force and at least a few and two of the gyrocopters crash into each other and trigger another fiery explosion (laughs) as we threw the queen of diamonds boom gyrocopters are exploding the wind throws Elsa you are tumbling through the air uh you actually see oh no the king of clubs oh no this is perfect You see the coffin snap loose from the chains and start to open. As the sand forms, as the sand swirls around and forms that man in the red uh, plague doctor's outfit again. The coffin starts to open and dust and ash dump out of it. And suddenly there's two swirling masses of gas. There's the sand that's forming. That's forming the man in red. And the ash is forming. Well, you kind of know exactly what it's forming. it, cape. And finery. The kind of finery that you've never seen. You know, in this post-apocalyptic world. And he stands. This vampire. In all of his glory. And suddenly... uh. The man in red just sinks down and drops to a knee, and the vampire lets out. <laughs> ha! Ah! 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 We flip our next card. Face cards always stay face up. The four of spades. Perfect. Uh, so yeah. The two of them now point at you, and, uh... Chocula points at you, and bats turns into a flood of bats that start like f- knocking your car and shaking it. They're trying to flip it over to basically smash you and like knock you over. These are the largest bats you've ever seen.
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna, you know, uh, skid s- out a little bit, get get um get them in front of me, and I'm going to open up uh, with the machine guns using the the two dice that I had okay. saved on this four so um four four five and one so i got three successes on that
0: okay um you can take two awesome tokens you can take two on your next you take two dexter dice on your next roll which is okay yeah it's an a so that's a one so this is good um you open fire you light them up right you start torching them you're mowing him down. Uh, he reforms into the vampire, and you just keep gunning. You don't let oh, no, go no, of the machine yeah. guns, and he uh,
1: just—he's—he's he's three thousand years old. He—he he doesn't know, um, you know, mini guns at this point. So,
0: <laughs> so yeah, you're just letting him. You're letting him rip. He goes down. The Man in Black rushes the car. Do you do you engage? Do you do you drive? What do you do?
1: Um, yeah, it, it, you know. It, there's the thought that I, I was going to get out of here, but now the whole point of getting this far was to, was to stop this thing from getting out in and, and doing evil in the world. And now it's out. So, um, you know, th- there's a lot of grumbling under, under his breath and, um, you know, he, he's angry and he, he's, you know, causing, but it, as soon as, the, the man in black starts running towards him. Um, I'm just gonna, your know, gun still running, just smack right into him and and, and plow into him as as, mm-hmm. as hard as I can. All right, right. so
0: give me that roll. Uh, you can't fail this. So yeah, you light you light light up. Destroy the describe. You, roll your dice and describe how you destroy the man in red. Describe his death scene.
1: Oh yeah, that is like 10, 7, seven eight. Um. So it, it, the, it's, um, there's the, the spin out gravel flies, um, the, the, the little bit of the, the, the fishtail in the back. And then Elsa takes off, um, the Ram prow hits him. And he he goes sliding up the hood uh, and then, you know, slams into that giant coffin again um, on the roof as is almost like a a second weapon with the vehicle and and then just Mm -hmm. goes like tumbling down off of everything.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, Uh, you see his body fall. And for the first time, you get a glimpse at the man underneath the, the 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 shroud and you see his withered, bandaged body seemingly preserved for even longer than the vampire lord of the Thirteen Colonies. Something older, something dark, something something older, something impossibly older yet. And then he kind of fades into ash, just like the ash that Chocula dissolved into. And then suddenly, uh, for this, for the last roll that we'll make, uh, the has, it's it's a six of clubs, so it's a hazard. So what it is, is a, what is a good, oh, I know what it is, yeah. It's been a really long day. Uh, the hazard is the sun is starting to set, and you have a feeling that, uh, Jocula, Jocula, as powerful as he is when the sun is out. Probably a lot worse when that sun goes down. So you've got to get him back into that... you got to figure out a way to get him back into that coffin. In the next right. few minutes. Because he's hurt. Like, he's down. But you've got to figure out a way to get that coffin onto him.
1: Well, we're going to go... Um... Kind of to the, to the antithesis, I think, of this game and, and remember that Vic is, um, you know, outside of the car, like a, 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 a seven foot giant monster man. So um, mm-hmm. he's going to look over to the um, the priest and is like, watch the car and, and pretty much just jump out. And we're, we're looking like... Um, undertaker choke slam type in, into this, into this coffin, mm-hmm. you know, just get a, a batter off anything yep. that, that's still around, you know, big, big punches, giant uh, heel boot kicks and, and, and grab, grab chocolate mm-hmm. by the throat. And
0: I'm going to call that three awesome tokens. You don't need to roll for that, but you guys spend three awesome tokens for that.
1: I, I am happily spending them
0: now. Uh, how many awesome tokens do you have left? I have two. Okay. So you don't have enough to flip over this black card. So, you get him back in the coffin, you get the coffin on the car, you drive. You drive the everyone is pursuing you. You finally get to this monastery and it's old. It's old, it's battered down. It's not great. Right. But it's but it's standing. You pull up to the gate and There is... An intercom. Barry walks up and he buzzes. And a voice on the other side... You just hear... You hear the the crackly voice say... Franklin? Father Franklin? Is that... Oh my god, is that... And... Some... They don't look like fighters, per se. They don't look like soldiers, per se, but... Uh, people seem to emerge, uh, weapons in hand, and four, like six of them, pallbearer style, take the coffin, and they start carrying it inside, like real stoically.
1: Just well, you know, one eye on on what they're doing, and then an eye on the horizon constantly. After you know the the the, the whole past two days of of constant chase,
0: Barry says, "I can't promise." That this place will hold forever. But it will hold for now. We have... Thankfully, it seems like this monastery is held so far. And hopefully it will hold for the foreseeable future. We'll figure out a better option. But this will do for now. You have fulfilled your end of the bargain. And judging by how that bandaged fellow looked, I think that this gang, this monster army, I think they have been routed for now. So, thank you.
1: you kind of, you know, walking around Elsa, I'm like, yeah, uh, she'll, uh, hopefully you'll have something I can do some, some minor repairs with, but, of um... Course.
0: You're welcome to take anything we have, and also, I have a payment for you. We, the order, were ancient, and it was not merely through religion that we kept the Lich King of the 13 colonies at bay. We had no shortage of science, and looking at you, I think that you might value the notes that we had. And he takes out a small book and on the inside or on the front page, the first page of it, it just says, uh, the supernatural, the supernatural science, a field, a field research manual by V Frankenstein <laughs> dated 20 dated
1: 2019. I, uh, you know, look, I, I just kind of go wide a little bit. And, and I put it, you know, quickly in, in uh, tug it into the jacket and, um, you know, again, the, the reluctant kind of look around the, the shifting. And then like, when, when this happens again, father, and you need something, send word and I'll be here.
0: Of course. Now bring the car inside. There is much work to be done on it. And, uh. You, you you, you, kind of uh, put the gear, you put it in first gear, you wheel it, you push it through the gate, and that's game. That's awesome. That <laughs> was good. That was real good. That's, that's good times. Ken, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. This was a very good episode.
1: Oh, I, I love it. Um, you know, together we, we, have kind of created a, a character that's really always in my mind. I'm always thinking about stuff that, that I want to do with it. So I, anytime I'm thrilled, I I love doing this.
0: Of course. I, I feel very similarly actually. So, um, real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you online? Yeah. You know,
1: um, I'm, uh, I don't really do a whole much, uh, Effingmonkey.com was my old website. It, it's still all there. It, it's old, just comic and hockey and booze ramblings. Um, but um, I'm also on Twitter at um, effing F-I-N-G, monkey um, and and just random nonsense on there.
0: Excellent. Um, well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Uh, this was wonderful. This was a very good Halloween spooktacular. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. So I'm going to throw it back over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Ken for coming onto the show. That game ruled. I really loved how that game turned out. Be sure to check out the links below for information on the Indie Mixtape Megamix and be sure to follow Ken on Twitter at effingmonkeykeno. Then while you're on Twitter, you can follow this show at Party of One Pod, then slide on over to Facebook and like the show at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you really enjoy the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All three of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us achieve bigger, better, and cooler things. Then, if you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and spin them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game characters. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to send me pictures of your Halloween costume because I'm sure it was really good, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And until next year... Happy Halloween.